0: Mic
1: on. Greetings again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Friday morning, February 5th, 2021. Here comes the first blind camp meeting of Friday morning and about 32 minutes long. Enjoy the feature presentation.
2: Welcome to the
0: 2021 Winter Camp Meeting for the Blind and the Physically Challenged. Here it is, February 5 already, 7 o'clock in the morning. Today, we're going to have Debbie come back at 10 o'clock and talk to us about healthy living. And then this afternoon at 3 o'clock, we'll have Dr. Alan Patterson come and talk about how to avoid depression. At this time, we'll have the song service.
3: Let's turn in our hymn books to page 294, Power in the Blood. precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's side. There's wonderful power in the blood. blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus your King? There's power in the blood, turn over to page 300 Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages, clap for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the one from safe and now alone in the pilgrimage I close the Turn to our theme song, page four twelve. Look upon. me my life of scars
0: we'll have a prayer and then we'll have a special music. And I thought that maybe I'd sing the rest of that covered with his life, the rest of the verses for the special music this morning, if you don't mind, but let's have a prayer first. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for watching over us through the storm. We ask that thou just continue to be with us uh, through the day. We thank you that we have Pastor Fred Calkins here. We ask that thou bless him as he presents the message to us today. For we ask in
2: Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Deep are the wounds transgression has made. Red are the stains my soul is afraid. Oh, to be covered, Jesus, with thee, safe from the law that now judges me. Cover with his life, whiter than snow, fullness of his life, then shall I know. My life of scarlet, my sin and woe, cover with his life lighter than snow, longing the joy of pardon to know, Jesus holds out a robe white as snow. Lord, I accept it, leaving my own. Gladly I'll wear thy pure life alone. Cover with his life, whiter than snow, fullness of his life, then shall I know. My life of scarlet, my sin and woe, cover with his life whiter than snow, reconciled by his death for my sin, justified by his life pure and clean. Sanctified by obeying his word Glorified when returneth my Lord Cover with his life Whiter than snow Fullness of his life Then shall I know My life of scarlet, my sin and woe, cover with his life whiter than snow.
1: Oh, what a beautiful day. We got snow last night and it looked so beautiful. Somebody got out fresh this morning and got pads shoveled so we could get into the church too. Wow, that was nice. Uh, we study Rahab today. And I've titled this one, Everyone Welcome. It's an amazing story that shows that God is not the least bit racist. He has made of one blood all mankind, so we're all part of the same family. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, as we study the story of one of your children, we pray that you'll bless us, that we can understand it more fully and apply these lessons in our lives, that we can know that you are indeed a God who loves and saves, in Jesus' name, amen. So she gets a couple verses in, in Hebrews 11. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Harlot Rahab. We uh, often get really concerned about certain sins, especially sexual sins, and people can be very, very hard on on the practice of prostitution. Of course, it's easy to criticize the, <laughs> the female partner, but there wouldn't be anything going on if there wasn't the one who was paying for it. So um, there, there is a mess with this, but um, my observation ha- is that very few people choose that profession. Somehow or another, they get forced into it. So we need to be at least as charitable as God is about this. And then, in my maternity, I started studying cultures around the world, and I have discovered there are a number of cultures where um, girls are virtually prostitutes until they get pregnant. It's it's as if they want to make sure that they're going to be able to produce and before they're able to get married. Uh, so... Different cultures have different rules, and we need to be careful not to impose our cultures on people. The, um, the loose morals of here in the West, America, and Western societies in general, have, have really complicated this issue. Uh, as if there's a sin in selling it, but no sin in giving it away? No. God, God has a very high view of morality and sexual purity. And if we follow what the Bible says, we'll be, we'll be safe. But um, back here in Joshua, chapter 2, we find the story. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. They went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab, and they lodged there. Jericho was the key to the land of Canaan. It was a very well-fortified city. It was right there smack in the gate, the entrance, where they would be coming into the land of Canaan, and they needed to figure out, how do we overcome Jericho, before they could start having a clue how they were going to conquer the rest of the territory. Well, Joshua, under the guidance of heaven, sent out two spies were not given their names here in the book of Joshua. We have a little bit of a clue. I think one of them was named Salmon because we have him named in Matthew, and we'll get to that soon enough. These men came into town, and here's the picture that I have, and it's not given in as much detail as we would like, but I see them, Canaanites, dressed different, excuse me, they're Israelites dressed different than the local Canaanites. People are very sensitive to those who are different than us, and they would be different enough that they were noticed. Rahab, being a prostitute, was actually freer than some to come up to them and says, guys, you're being watched, follow me. (laughs) And they, knowing that they're spies in a foreign land and they're vulnerable... Spies tend to get shot. That's the the attitude about spies is if you're a spy, you can be executed with no questions asked. Um, She invited them to follow her. And as a known prostitute in the community, she could do that. And they could follow her without raising as many suspicions. So they followed her to her house. And she hid them. They went and came to the house of the harlot named Rahab and lodged there. It was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So that they were spies was already discerned by people before she got them hidden. The king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house. They have come to search out this country. Verse 4, The woman took the two men. She hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. She's lying through her teeth. It happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly. You may overtake them. But, verse 6, parentheses, she had brought them up to the roof of her house and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Do you have that picture? She has brought them to her house. She's hidden them up on the roof and covered them with these stalks of flax so that even if the house was searched, they might not be found. And then she lies to the king's messengers saying, oh, yeah, I saw those men, but, um, but they didn't stay here long. They're gone. They... Go, go quickly. Go look for them. Now, I need to make a comment here about lying. I believe God does not endorse lying. He'll deal with it if we choose to lie, but I think if we practice strict integrity, we will have more opportunities to see God do some miraculous things. I uh, was thrilled with a story from Nazi Germany. The uh, soldiers had come. They were looking for, for men to impress into the service and afraid that anybody who was not already in the service might be on the underground fighting them. So they come into this house, and the young men, teenagers and 20-somethings, had been hidden through a trap door into the um, potato cellar underneath the house. Then the table had been set on top of the trap door, and a uh, big tablecloth had been put over the table so that it hung down nearly to the floor around. And the soldiers come into the house, blustering and bold, And they point their guns, and everybody's all back. And then they choose this six-year-old girl. They point the gun at her and say, where are the boys? Well, in her fear, she answers them straight up. They're under the table. Did she tell the truth? Yes, she told the truth. So the soldiers stand back. They keep their guns pointed at people, but they point especially at the bottom of the table. They jerk the cloth off the table. There's nobody there. And then they leave the house. <laughs> when we trust God and tell the truth, he is given opportunity to show his power. She did not know that she could trust God that much. And so she lied. And uh, then she went up on the roof and talked to these men. Well, the soldiers pursued to the Jericho, to the fords. As soon as those who pursued them had gone out, the gate was shut. Now, before the men lay down, Rahab came up on to the roof and said to the men, I know the Lord has given you this land. The terror of you has fallen upon all of us, that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea. That was 40 years ago when you came out of Egypt. And we heard what you did to the two kings of the Amorites. Well, that was just within the last year that we're on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og. We mentioned that last night. Under Joshua with Moses still alive, they had destroyed those nations and taken over their land. Verse 11, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. Did she believe in God? Yes, she did believe in the true God. Yes, she believed in the true God. She trusted God, and because of her trust in God, she was protecting these spies whom she knew to be servants of God. What a woman of faith. Verse 12, now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord since I have shown you kindness that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. Spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Did she make a plea or did she make a plea? (laughs) She said, I'm trusting your God that he can rescue me and my family. I'm not pleading for the whole city. I'm just pleading for my kin. Save us. We believe that your God is the true God. Ah. Verse 15, after that, she let them down by a rope through the window. I'm sure they had more of this discussion rather than shouting up and down from, but the way the story is told, you get the impression that she lets them down and then she says, okay, let's, let's seal this bargain. I think the bargain was sealed before she let them out. But anyway, this is the way the story flows. She said to them, Run to the mountains, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there for three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, go your way. The men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of ours, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land you bind this cord of scarlet in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household into your own home, So that it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head. We will be guiltless. Whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear. And she said, according to your word, so be it. She sent them away. They departed. She bound the scarlet cord in the window. (laughs) Life for life. She says, I risk my life saving you from the soldiers. You're risking your life in coming here. I will protect your life and trust that you will protect my life. And indeed they did. We get to that part of the story. But let me finish this chapter first. Um, 22, they departed and went out to the mountain. They stayed there three days. Like she had said, the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but they did not find them. The two men returned. Descended from the mountain, crossed over. Jordan was in a flood stage. These men had to be strong enough to swim the current and get across. Came to Joshua, the son of Man, told him all that had befallen. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. They got more to be faint-hearted about because Joshua, with guidance from heaven... He had the people cleanse themselves and prepare to cross the Jordan River. He knew there was no way they could cross that Jordan River. But God had said, go forward, and so he went forward. He let the people know that the ark was going to go in front of them. Usually the ark went in the middle of them but, uh, when they were traveling. But this time he let them know the ark's going to go in the front. When they got set and started marching with the ark in the front... The priests carrying the ark, I picture four men, one on each corner, with with the poles that were, they weren't supposed to touch the ark, they were touching the poles that were carrying the ark. And as the men put their feet in the water of the Jordan River, which was already overflowing its banks, the water was stopped upstream and everything flowed downstream so that there was a wide path for them to cross. Reminiscent of crossing the Red Sea, different but still a miraculous crossing, this time of a river instead of a sea, but God provided. The priests had to get their feet wet before the waters parted. Do you recognize a lesson in that? Sometimes we need to step out in faith, trusting God to open the way right on time. And God does that. We've got to learn to trust in God. So... That's what they did, and the whole Israelite people, not just the army, but the whole people crossed the Jordan River. The people in Jericho heard and saw what was going on. They were even more scared. Israel took a while. They um, did some things, celebrated Passover. The um, men who hadn't been circumcised for decades now, it's time for them to, to do this rite that indicated that they were indeed God's people, And then at the right time, after a little interview that we have in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua talking to Jesus, Joshua knew how to conquer Jericho. So he had the people march around the city. You remember that story? Seven days, they march around the city. For the first six days, it's once around the city and then back to camp. Once around the city and back to camp. But on the seventh day, they go seven times around the city. Wouldn't that be unnerving? They didn't know what this kind of an attack was once around the city every day, but now seven times around the city. And then at at the end of that seventh time, everybody stops. The priests blow their trumpets. (laughs) Thank you, David, for blowing your trumpet. (laughs) The priests blow their trumpets, and everybody shouts, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and the walls come down. We sing that song, and the walls come tumbling down. Yeah. But Joshua had made preparation. That leads us over to chapter 6. Joshua had told to these two spies. Verse 22. Joshua said to the two spies who had spied out the country, Go to the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you promised her. The young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. They needed to take some time of purification before they were invited into the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver, the gold, the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasure of the house of the Lord. Nobody profited from this uh, destruction of the city of Jericho. It was counted as gods. Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. She dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out the land. What a story. Rahab had recognized the God and his power and she recognized his servants she had protected them and God promised protection to her she joined into the camp of Israel now I promised you I'd I'd show you this part the first chapter of the New Testament mentions Rahab what a woman of faith and it mentions in the context of the lineage of Jesus these are the ancestors of Jesus we get to verse 5. I could read all these names. And I, <laughs> I've practiced them enough that I can pronounce some of these names that are a little more difficult. But let's just do uh, verse 5. Salmon begat Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begat Obed by Ruth. Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse begat David. So here we have David's ancestors included this Rahab the harlot. She married, I believe, one of the spies, at least she married into the family of, of Judah, and she became an ancestress of Jesus. You should let that settle into you. God is no respecter of persons. He has made of one blood all the races of men. We might try to separate ourselves out and say so-and-so Part of this family, and so and so is part of that family. Paul talked about this. He said, God, who made the world and everything in it, well, that's when he made Adam and Eve, my great grandma and grandpa. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands. As though he needed anything, he gives to all life, breath, and all things. He has made from one blood every nation of men. (laughs) We're all kin. And I like that reference to blood. I have, uh, I've been a blood donor for a lot of years. I've given gallons of blood, not, not more than a pint or two at a time. But, but it's, you can give, if you, if you do it four or five times a year, you can give gallons over time. And uh, they carefully, carefully blood type. But part of the blood typing is not what color is your skin. <laughs> The blood is all the same. It's what they put the blood in, and I had the privilege about two years ago to see somebody receiving a unit of blood. Here I've been donating, 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 and then in my work as a pastor I was visiting somebody in the hospital when she needed a unit of blood, and I got to watch and talk to the nurse, see how this goes. It's easier to take the blood out than it is to put the blood back in. <laughs> That was a very interesting thing for me to discover—the the, uh, the rules and processes, very very technical for putting the blood in, and it it seems almost so casual taking it out. But um, the blood's all the same; we all bleed red. God says we're all the same. There's a, quite a lesson for us. God accepts everyone who is willing to believe in His power, in His love, and in His grace. We all go back through Noah to Adam. We're all cousins, or closer. The invitation I give to you today, make Jesus your brother. Accept his grace in your life. Trust in him. He is the God of might and power and miracles. The biggest miracle is his rescuing us from sin. We need to joy in that miracle. Gracious Lord, we thank you for this story of Rahab. What an illustration it is that you are a God who forgives sins and accepts those who are ready to believe in you. Lord, we believe. Guide us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor. And thank you for all all of you coming. And we'll see you at 10 o'clock this morning. Have a good one. Mic
1: on. So thanks for listening, folks. Till next time, the o off.